Well, good morning. Good to see you all this morning, bright and early. You can be seated this morning. So thankful to be back with you this morning. Glad to meet many of you yesterday. Excited about all God is already doing through the missions conference here at Lancaster Baptist Church. I want to say thank you to Dr. Getch, Dr. Rasmussen, Dr. Weaver, and so many others that have been an example and inspiration, mentors, and models uh, to me in the ministry and in the Christian life. And it is a blessing to be back uh, here with you this morning. If you have your Bible, would you take it over to 1 Corinthians chapter 15 this morning? We'll be looking at some different texts this morning. I want us to consider this question this morning or this statement, what to do with the gospel. 1 Corinthians chapter 15 this morning, as we look at verses 1 through 4, tells us what the gospel is. 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 4, we'll begin here. The Bible says there, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures and that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. What are we to do with this most precious gift we have been given called the gospel of Jesus Christ? That is what we will consider this morning from the word of God. Let's have a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for each and every student you've brought here to West Coast Baptist College. Lord, I thank you for the faithfulness of the leadership of this college. Lord, I thank you for all the many things that you taught me, Lord, through your word, through the men of God and the word of God as I studied here many years ago. Lord, I thank you for the privilege now to put your word into practice, to preach the gospel and share the gospel, Lord, with those in Ethiopia. Lord, I pray that you would call many more young people this week into your harvest fields. Lord, that you would find us faithful to do your work, to do your will. Lord, we know we, none of us here, Lord, deserve to be used by you, but we're thankful you would use sinners like us, saved by your grace, to serve you faithfully, to be your ambassadors. Lord, would you help me this morning? Would you empty me of self? Fill me and control me by your Holy Spirit. Lord, give me the right words to say, Lord, that would go forth, that your spirit would work in the hearts and lives of these young people, that they would determine, Lord, to follow your will and to do what you've called them to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ. We thank you for this morning. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. What are we to do with the gospel that has been entrusted to us? Now, we understand, those of us who have received the gospel, that we are now stewards of that precious gift. And we're not to keep that precious gift of the gospel to ourselves. And that is why we pray. That is why we give. That is why we go. That is why we have missions conferences and outreach conferences all across the world so that the mission of the gospel can be fulfilled. Here in 1 Corinthians 15, we're given a description of the gospel. And the gospel is nothing new to probably everyone in here. But the gospel is simply the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ for our sins. And that is the message that we have the privilege to declare. 
This morning, I want to challenge you from the Word of God in four areas of what we are to do with the gospel. Number one, go with me, if you would, over to Mark chapter 1. Mark chapter 1 and verse 15 tells us the message of Jesus Christ. The message of Jesus Christ. What was his message as he went from city to city and village to village? Mark chapter 1 and verse 15 tells us this. And saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. The first thing we must do with the gospel is believe the gospel. You see, we can't very well preach the gospel to others if we don't know the gospel ourselves. Have you repented of your sin and trusted Jesus alone to save you from your sin? Now, I know this morning I'm preaching to the Bible college, but I also remember in Bible college many students who came and realized they did not know Jesus Christ as their Savior. They were raised maybe in godly Christian homes and godly Christian churches, but being raised in a godly home or a godly church does not mean you have personally received the gospel. So maybe you're here this morning and the Holy Spirit speaking to your heart that you've never truly repented of your sin and believed the gospel. That's where it starts. That is the message that Jesus had and is the message that we have to believe the gospel. We are so blessed to go out in Ethiopia, there in Ethiopia, with these gospel tracts every week. Thousands of gospel tracts. Why? What are we doing? We want others to believe the gospel. We want others to know the great truths, the most important truth of eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So the first thing we must do with the gospel is believe the gospel. But notice with me the second area of what we're to do with the gospel this morning. The Bible tells us in Mark 16 and verse 15, a verse we hear often at missions conferences, what the second area of what we're to do with the gospel. Notice with me, Mark 16, verse 15, a very familiar passage. And he said unto them, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. You see, the world won't know unless we go. The world will not know the truth that can save them from their sin, that can give them hope in a world that seems so hopeless unless we share the message of the gospel. Notice Luke chapter 9 and verse 6 as we consider our obligation to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. Luke chapter 9 and verse number 6, the word of God tells us, and they departed and went through the towns preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. We need young men of God and young ladies of God who will go city to city and town to town declaring the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 1 verse 15 and 16. Romans chapter 1 Verse 15 and 16 tell us more about our responsibility with the gospel. This is what the apostle Paul said in regards to preaching the gospel. He said these words, So as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are at Rome also. 
For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. What a privilege just to be one of God's servants, one of God's many thousands of servants across the world preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is what the Apostle Paul said, as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel. Are you ready this morning to preach the gospel? To go wherever God has called you to go. To say, Lord, here am I. Send me to preach the gospel. Wherever you call me, Lord, I will go. 1 Corinthians chapter 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 16. Through 18, the Apostle Paul declared these words in the Word of God. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. You know, preaching the gospel, sharing the gospel, proclaiming the gospel is not a spiritual gift given to some believers and not to others. It's not a spiritual gift. It's a spiritual responsibility of every believer. For though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory of. For necessity is laid upon me. Yea, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. For if I do this thing willingly, I have a reward. But if against my will, a dispensation of the gospel is committed unto me. What is my reward then? Verily that when I preach the gospel, I may make the gospel of Christ without charge, that I abuse not my power in the gospel. How many of you are thankful this morning that the gospel has no price attached to it? The gospel is the gift of God, eternal life, through Jesus Christ our Lord. And we get the privilege of going into all the world and saying, hey, you can too receive the free gift of salvation. What a great privilege, but also what a great responsibility we have to preach the gospel, to be faithful, to declare the gospel. Necessity is laid upon us for all that Christ has done for us. And we must go with the gospel. And it is not something spectacular or amazing that we would obey the one who died for us. It is our obligation. It is our duty. And it should be our delight as well. And we love getting to serve God in Ethiopia, East Africa. The next chapter, in Romans chapter 10, look over to Romans chapter 10. Romans 10 reminds us In verse 13, for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What a blessing to share that verse with so many towards the end often of the gospel presentation and to see them bow their head and pray to the Lord and trust Jesus Christ as their Savior. But someone had to go to them. Someone had to share the gospel with them. Someone had to declare the gospel in order that they might be saved. Verse 14 reminds us, How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? 
You see the world and the tribes and the groups and all those across the world that have not heard the gospel by the billions will not hear unless we're obedient to obey the commission that Jesus has left us to do. Will we be obedient to the commission that God has given us? Verse 15 goes on to say, and how shall they preach except they be sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Verse 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why it's so important that we go. That's why we need more young people to go because without people hearing the word of God, they cannot come to faith in Jesus Christ. So we must be faithful to preach the gospel. As Jesus said, we go with the same message that he gave us. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Repent ye and believe the gospel. So what are we to do with the gospel? Well, number one, you need to believe the gospel. Number two this morning, the second part is to preach the gospel. But notice with me thirdly this morning, Philippians chapter 1 and verse 27. Philippians 1, 27. I love this verse and I've preached on this verse before in Ethiopia about striving together for the faith of the gospel. And I love that part of the verse, but we're going to take a look at another part of this same verse. Philippians chapter 1, verse 27, the word of God says there, only let your conversation, that is the way you live your life, be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. That whether I come and see you or else be absent, I may hear of your affairs, how you're living, that ye stand fast in one spirit, with one mind, striving together for the faith of the gospel. The first part of the verse says these words, only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. The third responsibility, the third area we see of what we're to do with the gospel is we're not only to believe the gospel and preach the gospel. Thirdly, the Bible tells us we're to live out the gospel. Verse 27 tells us, let your, the, your conversation, the way you live your life, your actions, your attitudes, your thoughts, if you would, be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. You know, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you carry the name above all names with you. You're his representative. Now, I don't know if you were like my, if one day maybe your parents or like you were like my parents or your parents were like my parents and uh, they would tell you sometime before you went out, remember, and they would mention your last name. Remember, you're a love grove. Remember when you go out there to represent our family name well. How much more of a responsibility do we have to represent his name well? You see, that's what Philippians 1.27 is all about. It's saying, hey, you are the one who the world looks at as the one who has received the gospel of Christ. Now, are you living out the gospel with your life? Are you a good testimony? The book of Proverbs reminds us that a good name is rather to be chosen than great riches. In Ethiopia, the reason that we have the opportunity to minister 
is because year after year, we, we, have, we try to build a good name for Jesus Christ. In our area where there are many Orthodox people that are not happy we're there. And many Muslim people that are not really very happy that we're in their area. Over the years, you build a good name by showing the love of Jesus Christ to them. You see, you will probably never have an opportunity to share the love of Christ and have someone respond to the gospel of Jesus Christ unless you first show the love of Jesus Christ. You see, you can't separate the messenger from the message. Philippians 1, verse 27. Only let your conversation be as it becometh the gospel of Christ. Does your life reflect that you have been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ? Are you living in a way that makes the world see there's something about their life that I need in my life? Are you living out the gospel of Jesus Christ? The Apostle Paul said here in Philippians chapter 1, the same chapter, verse 5, he said, for your fellowship in the gospel from the first day until now. You know why we have such a great unity and a great bond, even though we're from many different nations and many different places as the people of Jesus Christ? Because of the gospel. The gospel unifies. The gospel, as we live it out, is amazingly powerful to put aside all other differences for the bond that is in Jesus Christ. In our church in Ethiopia, we have all four of the most well-known ethnic groups that really do not like each other very well in our church. And we have great unity in our church. And I'm thankful that the gospel trumps where you're from. Amen. And the gospel trumps what your background is. And in the gospel, there's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither male nor fe female. We're all one in Jesus Christ. And we have the bl great blessing to live out the gospel of Jesus Christ. Does your life reflect the gospel? That's what the Apostle Paul is saying here in Philippians chapter 1 and verse 27. Go over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. 1 Thessalonians chapter 1 and verse number 5. The Word of God says, Therefore our gospel came not unto you in word only, but also in power and in the Holy Ghost, and in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for your sake. The Apostle Paul says, hey, you watched our lives, and you saw that the gospel has changed our lives. You saw that the gospel has made a difference. And you know that our gospel was not just with our lips in word, but it was with our lives in action. What are we to do with the gospel? Well, simply, we're to believe the gospel. We are to preach the gospel. We are to live the gospel. And lastly, this morning, I want you to turn over to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. What does the Word of God tell us simply to do with this precious gift of the gospel? Here in Philippians chapter 4, we read in verse 15 through 18. Now ye Philippians know also that in the beginning of the gospel, when I departed from Macedonia, 
No church communicated with me as concerning giving and receiving, but ye only. For even in Thessalonica ye sent once and again unto my necessity. Not because I desire a gift, but I desire fruit that may abound to your account. But I have all and abound. I am full, having received of Epaphroditus the things which were sent from you, an odor of a sweet smell, a sacrifice acceptable, well-pleasing to God. The last responsibility, the last area we see this morning that we're to do with the gospel is we must send the gospel. We must send the gospel. Here the Apostle Paul thanks the church in Philippi for giving, for giving financially so that he could go with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And the truth is the work of the gospel can only be accomplished as people pray for the missionaries and as they give to the missionaries so that we can go to where God has called us to go. And we don't take that money so we can hoard it to ourselves, so we can say, oh, what a great gift to use. Anyone who's serving God and sharing the gospel in a foreign land has the same desire the Apostle Paul had. They desire fruit that may abound to your account. You know, if you pray for and you give through Lancaster Baptist Church, through your local church, wherever your local church is, or Lancaster Baptist Church, when you give, you have a part in every soul that comes to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. And one day, you will get to see the thousands and thousands of souls all across the world in places like China and the Middle East and Cambodia and different parts of Africa and North America and South America. And you will have fruit abounding to your account because you sent the gospel. You sent the gospel out and you gave. And that's really what this week is all about. It's really all about the gospel of Jesus Christ that has changed us. It's really all about being a good steward of the most valuable gift we have ever been given, and that is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Will we do our part in the gospel? Will we do our part that God has called us to do? What must we do with the gospel? These are all directly from the Word of God. Believe the gospel. Preach the gospel. Live the gospel. And send the gospel. And if we will do those four things, God will use your life and my life and our lives together greatly to strive together for the faith of the gospel to reach many more souls with the gospel of Jesus Christ.